Howdy folks and welcome to another edition of M- MGM Productions version of 10K Radius. I got that mixed up, didn't I fellas? MGM Productions, Meishi, Gavriella Mendel bringing you 10K Radius every Friday at 10 till noon. Morning Gary. I'll take yes, a breath. Good morning. Now. I wasn't here last week. I had to take a couple of extra tablets to get over the withdrawal symptoms. We were minus Morris. Yes. The well-known vote. I've always been a minus. <laughs> anyway, you're all refreshed today. But now I feel, oh, top of the uh, whatever, top of the heap. And uh, it's good to be back in the studio with me two mates and uh, with... Uh, did you notice a hundred thousand listeners out there? <laughs> and the rest. <laughs> um, Did you notice the new studio equipment? Ah, oh, the new studio equipment. Yeah, tell us all about it. Uh, it's a clock. Gary? Digital, <laughs> it's a clock. Digital clock. Digital technology at its best, and we should uh, thank Amit for putting this all together. Gary, it's yeah, it's Amit Rehag. It's unbelievable. Uh, I mean, and it's the counting down the seconds. And, yeah. uh, I didn't do anything. It tells us we're in Studio One. We've only got one studio. I don't know. <laughs> we <laughs> have two now, but we've got three. <laughs> but anyway, we have got three. And in we the good old days, we only had the one. We don't give out the address. No, we're never. in downtown... Footscray. No. Yeah, we don't want the pro-Palestinians <laughs> standing outside the front <laughs> door with a flag. No, thank you. Yeah, no. 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 Remember that joke about how many teams in the AFL started with F? Footscray, Fitzroy. And Flippin' Collingwood. Okay, <laughs> the three Fs. <laughs> Uh, it's a fun day. Happy Friday to everybody. Well, it's actually Black Friday. Now, I remember Black Friday was only the 13th. Correct. On a Friday, but I I noticed on my mobile this morning it's Black Friday again because you know they want people to come in and buy stuff. The sales. It's all about the uh, the the sales. Yeah, Pre Christmas bargains. So today is a Black Friday um, shopping. Let's play the disclaimer. Yes. Do you want to play the disclaimer? Yeah. Play and the you can disclaimer. say whatever you like, Morris. <laughs> oh, wonderful. But don't say whatever you like. We'll get sued. I'll say it in Arabic. <laughs> and we've got and we've got a high cuck in the bank. Right. Hang on. J-Air is not responsible for the views and opinions expressed by its presenters or guests. J-Air presents a wide variety of views and opinions, which is to the benefit and purpose of community radio. If I said everything that I wanted to say, yes. no disclaimer would help me or the studio. Disclaimers usually don't help. It's like nah, the, nah. the uh, disclaimer on the back of a parking ticket. It yeah. doesn't mean you say you can't sue them. It just scares off those who are afraid to sue. Yeah, there you go. Anyway. Of immediate, of immediate <laughs> news, I heard on the ra- on our arrival station this morning while getting up that there was a fire at the corner of Glen Huntley and Hawthorne Roads. Yes. Mm, and Someone was burning the burgers. Well, maybe. Because burger of, trees on that corner, Gary, if I'm correct. Opposite yeah. uh, the According chicken place. Yeah, Two doors up from Omissi. Correct. Um, yes, go on, Gary. Uh, Sorry. There's a photo on the uh, on Facebook yes. uh, this morning. Now, the owner, I believe, oh, is a... Mo- is shop. A, yeah, 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 go opposite on. Opposite Priceline. Right. 
I don't know whether that's because it's... He, he's well, it's he's, diagonally yeah, opposite yes, price And line. he's been in the news all week, that pundit, because he's said a lot of anti-Semitic remarks. He's yeah. had a Palestinian flag there apparently in the window, right in the heart, just, uh, just well, uh, putting the pressure on us. And uh, what's the word? You know... Making us feel yeah. ill as we walk past. You know? It caused we don't the trams it. to be rerouted and the traffic to be rerouted around the area. I don't know whether it's out, what happened, whether it's deliberate mm. or a hamburger caught Close fire. to a Missy and Luffer bar opposite. That's it. Yeah. And that the area. post office and the 7-Eleven. Priceline is owned by a Yiddish man, Leon Fleischer. Big shout out to him. Yeah, oh, does a fantastic what, job. That's where I go. Yes. And you've got... Um, also, the Russian Big Deli down the road and Food Works, kosher well, products. And the Vic Traffic says the intersection of Hawthorne Road and Glen Huntley Road, Caulfield South, is closed from all directions. This was at about two hours ago, following a building fire. Revenge? No, I don't think so. <laughs> we can't make that assumption. No. Israeli backpackers on the move, maybe. I don't know. Someone no. can ring in and tell us what's happening down in that corner. If call. you'd like to call in, it's nine zero six nine two zero eight six, or you can SMS what you know, zero four zero four double five six nine double eight. You can even SMS what you don't know. That'll 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 fill up and all the, the SMSs. Yeah, we've got an SMS. I'll I'll read it out in a minute. Uh, it says. Consider using Kuyong Road and Glen Eyre Road instead. Route 64. All the trams would be blocked. 67 yeah. trams disrupted. Oh, it's big news. Mm. That was two hours ago, but right. it happened since. Might and they're going to blame clear. us for burning it down. You watch. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> be so sure. It might have been a an electrical fault. Could be. I've been driving past. There's never any a, a, a customer in there. No. Nah. I reckon Omissi takes all the customers. Of course, yeah. Yeah, they make a fantastic falafel, I miss yeah, I must say. You can't beat it. Yeah. Anyway, this is 10K Radius. We're not bringing you crime or... We're just bringing you community news. That's it. Hot off the press. Breaking news you gave them, Gary. I wouldn't say that. It was on the uh, general news broadcast. And we should... It was on SEN, even. Okay, Gary, we should mention the big news coming up at 11am in Melbourne, the Memorial service for the late... Oh, for Ron, Uncle, Uncle Ronald Dale Barassi. Yeah, that's coming up. That's big news with entertainers and speeches. Lee Matthews going to be give a, a derosha. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, let's yeah. see what's on the show this morning. Uh, it's Friday the 10th of November. What's that got to do with... Uh, Black Friday. Black Friday. I have no it's, idea. It's the sales day leading into Christmas, six weeks That'd to Christmas. It would be any Friday, wouldn't it? They'd like Black Friday. Uh, yes. Anyway, it's Friday the 10th of November 2023, day 314. 51 left to go. You got it right. I got it right this time? Yes. And it coincides with, corresponds with Cheshvan 26, 5,784. Yes, Chavav Ma Okay, I got that one right too. Yep, yep. You're on the ball, Gary. I'm on yep. the ball. And Pasha of the Week is Chaye Sarah, which means the lives of Sarah. It's found in Genesis 23.1. And we'll remind listeners that it's blessing of the new month tomorrow, Gary. Mavorachim Chachuidish.
Got to be busy. Kislev. Kislev, it's yeah. A, it's the month of Hanukkah. And the month of the light on the 25th of Kislev. Yes. More to come about that. Yeah. Rosh Chodesh, Gary, just mention it on when, uh, Tuesday. So Tuesday. Monday night it starts. At 7.17 a.m. and two chalokim, two parts. Ooh, precisely, yeah. And Rosh Chodesh all day Tuesday, the 14th of November. Yes. And, uh, and when does Shabbos come in, Gary? Oh, I'm about to tell you. Light candles at 7.46. Yep, Correct. Got famous right? me. Yep. yep. And Shabbos ends at 8.48. Correct. I've got I, the I, same got, time. I got 8.49. We're, <laughs> all, we're, always, wrong, we're always one minute out on the Havdalah. Moitzah Shabbos, and well, we must we must always mention that those times are DST, which mm. stands for your favourite, Gary, Daylight, daylight Saving Sing. Time. Oh. <laughs> I was about to mention the Daylight Saving yeah. ends on the 7th of April, 2000. Gary can't wait for it. Oh, I haven't played golf or been for a swim or walk down the beach yeah. once in daylight saving. Right. Okay. My, curtain, my curtains are faded and the cows give milk too early. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Gary's got to go out the backyard and milk that damn cow. Gary, <laughs> National Days, Gary. Have you got a couple for oh, the day? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get into that, we've got to mention the A-roof. Is the it kosher? Is, the A-roof is kosher. Woohoo! Whoopee! Just got an email from yeah. the COSV. And you better tell us what the weather's going to be like over uh, Shabbos. Ooh, today's okay. 31. Today's show? a hot one. Who's running this show? Uh, I don't know. Tomorrow. Does this show actually run? Moshe, 25. Morgen. Right. The winds are from the east at four kilometres an hour. Oh. And at the moment, Abraham sent his sons to the east. And it's 24.9. And rising. Yeah. And rising rapidly to a maximum of 31. Yeah, and Ooh. that temperature corresponds to today's temperature in Ilat, the most southern town in Israel, which was hit by and, a rocket. And, and, and you know, very interesting, today's going to be 31. And what's important about that number? Ronald Barassi. Ronald Dale Barassi's memorial to Melbourne. And he wore 31 yeah, for Melbourne. famous number. And Carlton. And Carlton too. And Carlton, the blue 31. One, yeah. Yeah. Captain Coach. Captain Coach. Mm. He was. There yeah. you go. What yeah. a coincidence. So we should take 31 in the lotto tomorrow. I reckon no. we should. Absolutely. And back every horse that's got a 31 saddle <laughs> yes, I don't think three there and is one. one. One and three yeah, Quinella. Yes, or a English, one and three Quinella. You might get an English race with 31 horses. You could. Two oh, in yeah, a steeplechase. Yeah. The Grand National at Aintree. Or those. Uh, and tomorrow's the 11th of November, which is Armistice. 11 a.m. Oh, tomorrow at the 11th. Yes. Stop. Yes. And pause for a That's minute, right. not only for for the world events, but for Eretz Israel. I didn't see any poppies to this year. Yeah, they're around. Are they around? Yeah. Right. Tomorrow's going to be 25, but very windy. With You know wind. what the poppies signify? Blood, the bloodshed. Well, there were poppies, poppy fields in yeah. France, exactly. World yeah. War One. It's a poppy the field. Red color. Red color. But the, the blit that they spilt oh. in all the wars. Do you know that they actually showed a rerun for the 500th million time of Gallipoli? Mm. And at the end of the show, uh, they mention that over the. Oh, no, it wasn't Gallipoli. It was another show that I was watching on Netflix. Uh, all Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, that's an incredible show. But anyway, they, they had at the end of it. 
that during the whole period of World War One, the the front only moved a hundred meters, mm. no more than a hundred meters. Can you believe it? Four years of fighting, and it never moved more than a hundred meters. And they say actually, that front, that fighting that took place, was basically in the backyard of a guy's farm, a Frenchman's farm. The whole thing, most of the fighting occurred over the size of a tennis court. That's all it was. It's, it's beyond belief. It's petty, isn't it? Yeah. Beyond belief. Three million soldiers yeah, died say, yeah. and tens of millions of civilians over the size of a blooming tennis court. That's why you call over the top, which is what they all did. They obviously didn't, uh, didn't have any tennis balls and rackets. <laughs> 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 it's a terrible thing to say, but anyway, it's unbelievable. Anyway, Gary, over Tomorrow, to you again. Over to me again. Tomorrow's weather yeah. is going to be 25. Oh, that's 10, more pleasant. 10% chance of rain. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Partly cloudy. Chance of a shower. Wind northerly at four, 30 to 40 kilometres an hour. It's going to be windy. Shifting southwest to south, southerly to southwest. Dully. 20 to 35 in the, in the morning. So it's going to be windy and warm. And next week, cooler weather every, every day. Yeah, yeah, about 17. Sunday, 18. Mm. Monday, 19. Yep. Tuesday, 17. Wednesday and Thursday, 17. Possible showers. Right. Oh, did you get caught in the rain a couple of days ago? Wednesday, belted Oh, it belted down. Yeah. I was driving in the car. And honestly, I almost parked the car. I, mm. I just, it was hitting the windscreen so hard, I thought it was going to well. implode. Mm. It was a bit of hail as well. Oh. I think you should do Goimel benching on I that. Th- yeah. Tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah. there's a kiddish in Shul tomorrow. Oh, you'll be there. Any gate yeah. crashes, bring your own. <laughs> we don't provide. <laughs> Gary, over to you again. Uh, over to me again. <laughs> I've been hijacked. <laughs> Oy, I tell you what. Oh, we've got an SMS. Oh. We don't get too many. Yep. But this is a scam. Oh, Linked. Right. Overdue bill attached to your account. Yeah, sure. Settle the payment before effect of the normal passage of the vehicle. Do you think you're going to pay something like that where they speak? <sighs> Listen Do to you me. know that I got a phone call from a Muslim dietitian in Bentley three days ago? So, uh, and then I tried to answer it and it clicked out. So actually, uh, it came up with his name somehow or other, although it's not in my contacts. I never, I don't know any about this guy at all. I actually Googled him and I rang him up and he said, it wasn't me, it's a scam. There's a lot Beware. of oh, Unbelievable. Many, many Unbelievable. I got two phone calls last night while having dinner. They always ring around late dinner time. They do. About five till seven o'clock. Right. You can block them out, Gary, with that app. That's I've got the true caller. Mm, mm, it's very good. And yeah. if it doesn't identify the number, I don't answer it. Mm. Yeah. Also, gentlemen, any of you were affected with the Optus uh, oh, yeah. uh, failure? Oh, yeah, I You was. were? So you get compo. I'm, and I'm not even with Optus. I'm with <laughs> Telstra. And I got affected. Yeah, Nine well, hours. No, 16 hours it was out. 16. People suffered. Right. And they're going uh, to offer you 200 megabytes of data, though. People aren't yeah, happy. Really? Okay. 200 gigabyte or megabyte? 200 uh, gigabyte. 
big deal. It's worth about 10 bucks. Yeah, that's all they're giving. But th- if you've got proof that your business suffered, they'll compensate you. They're, they're getting, really? They've got a special website, yep. And we still right. one guy, <laughs> whether it's a hack or it's a fault, yeah. or they'll lose. The they general reckon. belief is that it's a fault in the system. It was, yeah. Uploads new software. Ten million were affected, they reckon, throughout Australia, and one guy already got a cash uh, reimbursement, forty-three dollars. Just Whoa, a general run of the mill. He Fantastic. lost. He lost the day's uh, internet or whatever. They put it into straight into his account. So he was quick, 43 bucks. Wow, okay. Besavigunish, Zukmin in Yiddish. Besavigunish. Yeah. Let's have a look at what days of the year we celebrate. Yep. Let's fire away, Gary. Let's see what they do in the US. Yep. Monsieur Gas. World Top Up Day. Yep, got that one. What does it do? Top up your glasses, top up your... Your accounts. No. Top up your fuel tank. Your City Link account, linked, Link. maybe. No, these are American ones. Okay, well, top it up, whatever you're going to do. Yep, now National on. Vanilla Cupcake. Yeah, got that one. Oh, that one, yummy. That one's self explanatory. Yeah. Oh, very nice. US you Marine Corps' birthday. Yes. Mm. You've got the same as me, Gary, today. Yeah. I've got Area Code Day. And Where are we? 3187. Yeah, National Forget Me Not Day. 3000. And one. Mm, National Forget Me Not Day is that? Forget Me Not's a flower, mm. or is it just a saying? Oh, it is a flower that they they pin on their lapel at yeah. a certain day, probably. Here's a good one: that. World Science Day for Peace and Development. Yes, very good, very. That's nice. going to be celebrated in the Middle East one yeah, day, yeah, yeah. Well, one day when Mashiach comes, they say. Sesame Street Day. I'll, yes, be, I'll be talking about him in Twatham. Good. Sesame or her. Street. It. It. International what? Accounting Day. National. There must be uh, Yom Kippur, Cheshbon. Yeah. Right. Yes. Na- national Cheshbon is an account. Now, today is the end of the hug of Talk Money Week. It started on Monday, the 6th, ending today, Moshe. That's a full week of... Talking tuchless. We can talk girl. about money. Money makes fifty-four money. bucks. We need it now. Yes. Oh, who's well? Ringing? Go ahead and say people can join J Air by yes. contributing fifty-four dollars. Uh, here we go. Uh, I'll answer the phone. J Air needs your membership. Membership keeps us on air for only fifty-four dollars. That's three times high per year. Your membership enables us to pay our bills. It's going to pay your bills, Mendel, and provide quality radio. That's us. That's us, yep. Like the show you're currently listening to. Join up via our website, j-air.com.au, um, and uh, I suppose you go to something that says subscriptions or... Donate here. You or click membership, on. Yep. And you, uh, you press the but- button. Where you go. And uh, yep. give us your credit card details. And we'll only take $54 out on the, on the uh, knocker. Um, who was that, Gary? Was that your uh, bookie? No. No comment. Okay. There was a member of the board of J Air. Okay. Oh, what did he tell me not to say? It was a she. 
Oh, she's coming for me. Reception loud and clear. Are we coming out good? Yeah, it seemed to be all right. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Um, We've done yes, all the national uh, what, what's the, what? Any other national no. days? That's it. No, that'll do. All right. We'll go to the history, Gary. History? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Just tell you what's on the program. We'll play a song first. Good, all right, Gary. We've got Mendel's Mices, The Lives of Others, which is every Jew in the world. And also today we're honouring Mark Beeson. Oliver Sholem, yes. Who died this week. Around the shtetl, around the shuls. A film review, Gary. I've seen another movie, a GIF. You've seen another movie? Yep, two now. Uh, uh, did you see the one? I've seen Sam Green's. Okay, yes, the Green. Uh, we, when we reviewed well, that last week. The World week. According to Macy, some Yiddish, a couple of jokes if I can find some. Music, cool. partial the I've work. got a couple of good quotes good. as well. Shout-outs, muscle-tops, kolakavods, announcements, around sport, the shtetl. Sport. Sport as well. Oh, yeah. I know Jessica Fox needs a shout-out. Another one. Oh, she's an absolute, absolute. ball terror. Okay, Jessica. Let's play this song from Karen Feldman. Karen? Karen? It only goes for two minutes, so if you want a coffee or a pish, hurry up. Or the two together. <laughs> Hot mich Gott gemacht, Glick hat er mir gebracht. Huliert Kinder ganze Nacht, die mir sinker ist gegeben, die mir sinker ist gegeben. Enjoy listening to J-Air? Support us and become a member by visiting our website, j-air.com.au. That was a jaunty little number. By I Karen. tell you what. Well, that was 
I, I, I almost it. got up and picked up Mendel and threw him over my shoulder. One of the best I've heard of her Yiddish tracks. That was, um, that was fantastic. That was Karen. called the Mezinke Oiske I almost got on the table and started doing me uh, tap dancing. We sang and we gave, yeah, or something like that. Mezinke Oiske Geben, Oiske Geben. We gave out music. Something. She's yeah. good. She lived in Singapore for many years before returning back to the Shtetl. Right. Karen Feldman. Big shout out. She's a great singer and entertainer. Great song. Yep. Okay. 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 The air of his coast. Did I mention that? Yep. Yeah, he did mention did that. We've done all the. We've done the, the weather. Visuals, yep. We've done the weather. We're up to history. We're up to the history of the day, history of the year, history of the world, history of mankind. Uh, I'm going to have a drink while you. Well, you, I give Put the uh, microphone down. back to you. Double on the rocks, thanks. I've got the Gandhi juice. Oh. <laughs> Two litres he's brought in I tell today. you what, if Gandhi's juice looked like this, that Too guy must sugar, have been in real you? trouble. You should drink pineapple juice. <laughs> anyway, today's Friday the 10th of November 2023. <sighs> And we look at the historical events happening on this day and we are inspired by René Descartes. Oh, he's the man that said, I I think, therefore I am. Was that him? That was him. That was in 1619 he had a dream that inspires his meditations on first philosophy. There you go. We recommended bedtime reading. That's why he was dreaming. He never counted sheep, obviously. In 1674, the Dutch formally ceded New Netherlands, New York, to the English. That was a big mistake. Yes. <laughs> big oh, effort. they said it was a big mistake, Russia selling Alaska to the US, but I reckon that's an even bigger one. The Russians want it back oh. in the current climate. I'll tell you what. Uh, so the Dutch sell the big apple to the the pom. <laughs> How much did they get for it? A couple of bob. <laughs> uh. They seed it. To, they didn't say they sell it. They seed it. C e d e. So they. Oh, they seeded it. Right. Anyway, in 1885, German engineer Gottlieb Daimler unveils the world's first motor vehicle. Motorcycle. So a motorcycle. Okay. This is interesting. It involves North Sydney in 1918. The Western Union Cable Office in North Sydney. Oh, this doesn't make sense. I'll read it out anyway. The Western Union Cable Office in North Sydney, Nova Scotia, receives a top secret coded message from Europe stating that on November 11th, 1918, all fighting would cease on the land, sea and air. I don't know what Nova Scotia's got to do with it. I think they made a mistake. North Sydney's in Australia. Yeah, yeah. it could be a, no, a North Sydney in uh, Nova Scotia. Possible. But what yeah. the question I've got is, how many soldiers actually were wearing watches at 11 a.m. on the 11th of the 11th, 1918? How would they know? I tell you how they knew. <laughs> how did they know? There was a, there was a guy stood up. He shouted out. It's Cease fire! It's and then he got shot. <laughs> 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 but there you go. And then that got transmitted down. 
you know, and then another one did, another one did. By the time they got to the last guy, it was already the 12th of November. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actually, that movie that I watched, All Quiet on the Western Front, was was a lot about that. And the guy who was the main character in the film, he got uh, a dagger up his uh, Kyber Pass. (laughs) <laughs> right on the 11th a.m. As soon as he got it in the in the back, right, he went, oh, you got me. The guy stood up and went, cease fire. That was a bit of bad luck. <laughs> anyway, almost something a bit more pleasant. Yep. In 1960, the uncensored version of D.H. Lawrence's Lady Chatterley's Lover goes on sale in the UK after a jury finds publisher Penguin Books not guilty in an obscenity trial. Mm, have you ever read that book? No. Have you read the uncensored version? No. Is it worth reading? It'll make you sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of sweat, in uh, on this day, November the 10th, 1989, the Germans begin be- demolishing the Berlin Wall. What are you giggling at, Morris? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about Lady Chatterley's lover. Oh. Anyway, keep going. Keep going. Today in film and television? No, we won't bother about that. Oh, except the 1969 Sesame Street premieres on PBS TV. Do you know that I was sitting in an aeroplane at 30,000 feet... And there was a guy sitting next to me. This is years before Sesame Street. And he and I got talking to him and I said, what do you do? And he said, I am a film producer. And I said, oh, that's interesting. What are you uh, sort of uh, producing or thinking of producing? And he outlined to me exactly <laughs> a program or a series similar to Sesame Street. And I said to him, I think that's fantastic, right? This guy was from Sydney, and we were flying from Melbourne to Sydney. And I said, how much do you need for all this? And he mentioned a figure, and it was like two bob or something. And I said, I'd be interested to invest in that. Anyway, he gave me his number. I, uh, I, 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 I lost it, never rang him back. And uh, a few years later, there was Sesame Street, but it you wasn't him. missed out. Unbelievable. Yeah. There you go. I could have been a big bird. Another one yeah. bites the dust, boys, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to 10K Radius and Tales of Woe by Morris. Yeah, I was very grouchy. Mm. I've got a featured event for the November 10th, Gary. Okay. In 1871, Dr. David Livingston. Oh, him. Yes, remember him on this day. very famous. According to his journal, uh, the explorer Henry Stanley greeted David Livingston, the fellow explorer, in search of the source of the Nile River with the famous quote, Dr. Livingston, I presume? (laughs) 1871. (laughs) How did he know he was Dr. Livingston when he saw him? He had a label on his uh, lapel. I am Dr. Livingston. Right. Must have been because he would have been surrounded by 
Henry Stanley Jewish, Gary? I don't think so. I don't think no. so. Chaim Stanley. Maybe Dr. Livingston. He was, was in mit- Mitzrayim. <laughs> okay. He was a Jewish doctor. Oh, never mind. He was looking for a piece of cake. <laughs> yes. Uh, famous birthdays today. Charles the Bold. Charles the Bald. Bold. Bold. Born in 1433. He was um, the Duke of Burgundy. Oh, right. Nationality, Burgundian. Mm. Charles the Bold was the Duke of Burgundy from 1467 to 1477. He was born the eldest son of Philip the Good. Philip the Good. Philip the Good. (laughs) Chop off everyone's head. (laughs) And Isabella of Portugal. Right. Martin Luther, 1483 to 1546. Can you imagine people going around saying your name now is Gary the Good? GG. GG. <laughs> Ta da! Um, Martin yeah. Luther? Martin Luther, yes. It was Martin Luther, not to be confused with, with Martin Luther King. Mm, Martin Luther was the. Um, he was a bandit. The, 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 theologian, theologian. Mm. And the founder of Protestantism, hmm. and he was a German. Wasn't guy. he with the one that stuck the notice on the door of the church or, or whatever? Um, Lutherism. I don't know. I think so. Anyway, I believe he was rather anti-Semitic. He was extremely anti-Semitic. Also born on this day in 1683 is George II. George Augustus, King of Great Britain and Ireland. His nationality was German. Of course. Born and raised in northern Germany, George was the last British monarch born outside of the United Kingdom. Mm. How come he got elected? I said the good campaign. I don't know. The the, uh, Alta Alta Zeta somehow got involved with some English princess, and that's how it all happened. British aristocracy has a long connection with German aristocracy. Yeah, of course. Saxony Coburg John Thompson, the Prime Minister of Canada, was born on this day in 1845. Yes, you know, the wealthiest man in Canada, his name's David Thompson. Could be Mishpocha. Could be. Birthplace, Halifax, Nova Scotia. Maybe that's where the Nova Scotia comes in. That's it. From the Sydney... Telegraph on Yes, North Sydney, North Jane Froman. You must know who Jane Froman was. James Froman. He was no, Mr. and Mrs. Froman's son. No, it was Jane. 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 Oh, it's a woman. Daughter. Jane Froman. She used to throw them. Jane Froman was a American singer. Right. And in 1952, the film with a song in my heart starring Susan Haywood was based on her life story. Gary, talking mm-hmm. about movies, on this day, the Welsh actor Richard Burton was born on November the 10th, 1925 and died in August 1984. What yes. a legend he was. I would say he most probably died of, uh, what do they call that, liver disease? Sclerosis. He, 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 mm. could, he could knock them down. Sclerosis. He and Marlon Brando oh, yeah. used to go at it every night. He was married to Elizabeth Taylor. A um, few times, yeah. A few times, A couple yeah. of times, Richard yeah. Burton. Yes. Uh, there were a few of them that could knock it down that used to... He did as well. What was that Tasmanian actor? Errol. Errol, Errol Flynn. Flynn. Errol he used Flynn, to get yeah. involved in it. 
Championship. And, and um, Lawrence of Arabia, who played Lawrence of Arabia? Um, that was um, Olivia. Lo- uh, Sir Lawrence Olivia. Yeah. yeah. No, there was who, another one. In no, who, who was the one that uh, was in Gone with the Wind? Our, um, uh, Clark Gable. Clark, Clark Gable. Gable. I, I think he got involved. They used to, every night, they used to get together and, boy, did they get blotto. Yeah, nickname was Hanoi. Yeah. Got bombed every night. Yeah. That's it. Uh, one last boom, famous boom, boom. is Mikhail or Mikhail Gorbachev. Kalishnikov. Kalishnikov. I always thought you were going to say Gorbachev. Well, there's another Russian fellow mentioned shortly. Yeah. Uh Kalashnikov was born in 1919, an inventor of the AK-47 and its variants. Oh, assault that's, rifle. A famous, that's a famous assault rifle, the AK-47. You mentioned Richard Burton. Yes, we mm. mentioned him. Tim Rice is 79 today. He's composer. a composer with, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, Lloyd... Uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Andrew Lloyd Webber. Uh, Ellen Pompeo, actress... 54. Miranda Lambert. Now there's a face I don't know or a name. She's 40. Right. Alan Pompeo is 54. Uh, country singer songwriter Miranda Lambert. A blonde. Who else have we got? And Kiernan Shipka is 24 today. Kiernan Shipka. Any idea? No. Nah. Is an American actress, best known for playing Sally Draper in the series Mad Men. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, Gary. Um, into the Yiddish history. Oh, yes. One more thing. Okay, All right. In in 1940, Walt Disney begins serving as an informer for the Los Angeles office of the FBI. Mm-hmm. His job was to report back on. Report back information on Hollywood subversives. Well, he was a bandit and a mumser. He was virulently anti-Semitic. Mm. Him and him and Henry Ford, mm. oh, especially Ford. Oh. But in the end, Walt he- Disney shocker. Henry Ford t- turned it a- around later on in life because one of his uh, cars is in the Wiseman Institute in in Israel. Right. Really, he did have a change of okay. heart change later. Of heart. Yeah, right. much later in life. Okay. Yeah, Henry Ford. But he was a rotten mumser. Oh, at that yeah. Stage yeah. But Walt Disney was a shocker. Walt yeah. Disney. That sounds like a good song or a film. Mm. Enjoy listening to J Air. Support us and become a member by visiting our website j aircomau Thank you, David. Mendel. Uh, yes, Gary, Jewish history for the 26th day of Mar Cheshvan, and we look back on the year 1803, the, uh, the passing of Rabbi Raphael of Hamburg. Rabbi Raphael was the chief rabbi of the three sister cities of El, uh, Altona, Hamburg, and Wandsbeck in Germany. Altona, is that where they get the name from? Yeah, for 23 years. Gary, did you visit any of these towns in Deutschland? I've been to Altona, but it's down uh, off the Westgate Freeway. next to Williamstown. Right next to the refinery there. It's a beautiful place. Anyway, these three important Jewish centres were known as 
AHU after their Hebrew abbreviations and were the residence of many famous scholars and personalities such as uh, Rabbi Jonathan Eberschutz and Rabbi Tzvi Ashkenazi, Rabbi Jacob Emden and uh, Rabbi Glulkel of HIMEIN, Amin. Right. So that's the uh, Yotzot of Rabbi Raphael of Hamburg, yeah, 1803. Gonna, I did mention a few weeks ago they're going to restore the Hamburg shul. Correct, Moshe. Yep. Now we'll have a look at some other uh, Jewish history for the 26th of Cheshvan. And we look at uh, on this day. Oh, boy, this is going back to the year. Uh 2104 before the common era, Moshe, on the on this day. Uh, the the earth dried. It mentions this in Barashis, completing the 365-day duration of the great flood, the mubble, that wiped out all life on earth, save for the eight uh, human beings and the animals, at least two of each species, in, in Noach's Teva, in Noah's Ark, on this day. And God commanded Noah, Noah to come out of the ark and repopulate, go forth and multiply, Rex yeah. used to say, right. settle and civilize the earth. On this well, day, 2,100 years before the common era. Mm. Let's have a look at a couple of other events for the 26th of Mark Heshvan. And let's have a look. Aish.com is a very good website, Gary, which you used, you told me many times. Mm. Very reliable source, and uh, they're always looking for donations, so keep that in <laughs> mind. <laughs> in, in the year 109 before the common era, the Hasmonians, led by John Hyrcanus. He was a nephew of Yehuda the Maccabee. He conquered Samaria, at that time the capital of the Samarian sect. This conquest was significant because it ended some 800 years of Samarian influence in Eretz Yisrael. The Samarians were a a schismatic movement comprising largely of non-Jews who practiced some Jewish traditions and the conquest may have further polarized the Jews into two distinct parties, one being the Pharisees, the separated ones they were known as, because they sought to retain the separation of Jewish culture from the Greek influence of Hellenization. And the second group, the Sadducees, the Jews who embraced Greek culture. This is all to do with the story of uh, Hanukkah that we're about to celebrate in uh, in about a month's time or less than a month. So keep that in mind. This happened in the year 109 before the Common Era. And I'm just going to do a couple more. Moshe, can you give a shout out to someone while I look at a couple of other interesting bits and pieces? I can play a promo. Yeah, that'll be even better, Gary. Play a promo. Play a promo. Because this is another important aspect. Uh, Here we go with the promo for volunteers. Beautiful. Oh, okay. We always need volunteers. Always, always. You, you, you and you. Step forward. We'll find something for you to do. Clean the toilet. This is Jay. Paint the walls. We're always looking for people with an interest in radio. Tell the time. Either presenting your own show or being on the technical side. Become a volunteer now. Head to our website at j-air.com.au. Follow the Get Involved link and click on 
Become a volunteer now. Have we ever had anyone actually answer that ad and come in and say, I'll volunteer, what do you want me to do? Well, here's a mop and a bucket. Not, not to my memory. Right. Well, that was a, lot, a big waste of time then. Now, here we go with some other Jewish <laughs> events uh, happening on the 10th of November, Gary. Uh, well, the first Jewish congressman, a uh, chap by the name of Louis uh, Charles Levin was born on this day in 1808. 1808? Yeah. So he was first the first Jewish congressman. Louis Charles Levin, L-E-V-I-N. Mm. Uh, here's, <laughs> it's come up again, these Banditin. Palestinian leader, the Bandit Yasser Arafat, died in Paris in, on two, in 2004. On the 11th of November, tomorrow. And they also mention here... I think he left about 800 million US. Yep. And they still say the Mossad poisoned him. Yeah. But that's rubbish. Yeah. His wife lived in Paris. Yes. And uh, she enjoyed uh, going shopping Uh, on the Champs-Élysées. Whilst her brethren were getting slaughtered and murdered and... Mm. Everything else, anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. the the successor of the his successor, what's his name, Mahmoud Abbas, might make a return if if uh, Hamas is wiped out. He might move residents from Ramallah to Gaza. Mm. Mm. Also, big news around this time of the year: uh, twenty sixth of uh, Marcheshvan, LL became incorporated as. El Al Yisrael National Airlines so in 1948. So originally El Al. El Al. Yeah. E L A L. Yeah. Became incorporated as El Al El Al Yisrael National Air. Oh, they right. added the okay. uh, three more words in 1948. Okay. And uh, one more. We'll have a look at this thing back in 1935. 26th of uh, Marcheshwan. Nazis define Jew in inverted comments, commas, in regulations of Reich citizenship law in 1935. Yes, it was called the Grandfather's Law, which basically meant if you had one one grandparent who was Jewish, that's it. They traced it right back. You were were, uh, haykak, as you said before, uh, Gary. Yep. We also to remember Kristallnacht. We did. We have that. We've had it the last two weeks, Gary. Remember that was uh, last night, actually. It was yesterday. It was, yeah. But last week we uh, talked about it briefly, and the week before when Morris was in, and some there's different figures of how many synagogues actually got burned. I read one figure of 1,900. A hundred at least Jewish males were killed, and a couple of thousand uh, sent to concentration camps. Businesses, probably thousands of Jewish businesses were looted and destroyed on 1938. Can you imagine 1900 shuls? Yeah. They each governed a different Nusach. And German police officers and firemen firemen were ordered not to intervene unless the destruction involved Aryan owned property. Yeah. This all brewed back to. A little bit like the police here in Mm. Sydney and Melbourne standing by. Anyway. 
I forgot to mention uh, famous deaths in history, and one of them was Mustafa Kemal Ataturk, father oh, of yes. Turkey, Turkey. Mm. 1881 to ni- 1938. Yep. Henry Ford Sinclair, 1876 to 1956. Henry Ford Sinclair was the founder of Sinclair Oil. There you go. Oh, I thought he was a. I thought son he was Henry, Henry Ford. Something to do with Henry Ford. Here's one we should all be interested in: Leonard Brezhnev. Born in 1906, died in 1982. I don't think his name was Leonard, it was Leonid. Yes, correct. Leonid. Yeah. 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 Leonid. Leonid. Yeah, yeah Lenny. <laughs> they used to call him Len. Norman Mailer, the author, 1923 to 2000. Yeah, good Jewish boy. Nice Jewish boy. And Alan Toussaint. He would have been French, I would imagine. I reckon, well, He's got a French connection. He was a pianist, songwriter, and producer, but he was American. Mm, okay. Probably born in New Orleans away. Birthplace, yeah. Girttown, Louisiana, so around the French area. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's it. Uh, we've it. we've okay. missed someone very important. We're going to talk about <coughs> him, Gary, because oh, I, I don't have his exact uh, date of death in on the Hebrew calendar, but on the um, Australian uh, on the secular secular calendar on November the seventh w- w- was the passing of uh, the late Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs, oh. former Chief Rabbi of Great Britain. I think it was three years ago, Moshe. Is what it? A, what a huge loss! Seventy-two years of old. Oh. We'll mention a little bit about him and pay our respects and uh, the zechus. Uh, I'm merit. actually I'm actually going to mention something about him I'll in Twatham. Will you? Well, I'll yeah. go through a little bit for the listeners. Uh, as I mentioned, former chief rabbi of Great Britain, a noted Jewish philosopher, a writer, author and leader, and uh, his extensive works of Torah scholarship and moral philosophy inspired and influenced uh, thousands around the world. He passed away on the 7th of November, 2000. Was it Gary? 2020. But you can look it up for me. He was born in Lambeth in London, Gary, in 1948, the eldest of four brothers. And he grew up in a traditional Jewish home. Uh, For the rest of his life, he would uh, cite the example of his father, who was a a modest textile merchant. Yeah, he always... uh, Talked about his dad. Whose piety and faith compensated for his lack of formal Jewish education and is and as a guiding inspiration for his inspiring career. Sachs was educated at leading private schools in Great Britain before enrolling at Cambridge University, where he became leader of the Jewish students group during the terrifying run up to the Six Day War in nineteen sixty seven. Amid the euphoria that followed Israel's stunning victory, he found himself and his fellow Jewish students with an an awakened sense of Jewish identity and pride and a sense of purpose and mission. He was a great, uh, in his capacity as a student leader, the young scholar first met uh, Chabad rabbis there who would uh, frequently visit the uni and uh, he got involved with them 
and uh, Sachs helped organise Chabad's first Shabbaton on campus in Cambridge in the winter of 1968, a year after the war, the start of what became a lifelong partnership with Chabad all over the world. Uh, what else can we tell you about him? While an, un- while an undergraduate, Sachs travelled to America. Towards the end of the trip, he took a three-day bus ride to New York in order to meet the Rebbe and a variety of memory to discuss a wide variety of issues, all related to faith, religion and philosophy. He had a great uh, connection with the Rebbe, and, uh, and the Rebbe actually challenged Sachs to take an even more proactive leadership role in spreading Jewish awareness and observance among his fellow students. Uh, he was also a student of Yosef Soloveitchik, who he oh, visited yes. as well at he, the same he time. He was, um, and he was actually mm. challenged um, to lead the Chabad movement at one stage. Following graduation from Cambridge, Sachs again met with the rabbi, with the rabbi and asked in a written note whether he should became, become an economist, a lawyer, or an academic, or a philosopher. But the Reb crossed it all these things out and advised Sachs to become a, a congregational rabbi and, a, and to eventually train other rabbis as well. More than any other mentor, Sachs later wrote, the Reb challenged me to lead and referred to the Reb as one of the greatest Jewish leaders, not just of our time, but of all time. He, uh, well, he held the PhD in philosophy from Oxford and King's Grace. He married in 1970 to a lady, Elaine Taylor, and uh, they, they started off uh, attending Lubavitch Shul's and uh, he was involved with Hasidim for quite a while. Um, and then he took up the position at uh, Kingsley Way, I think, Moshe, correct? One of the Chabad shuls there in his early days. Uh, but what a great leader he was. He wrote something like 30 books and thousands of articles, published lectures on Torah subjects and contemporary Judaism. And I've read some of his books, and no doubt you yeah, have, Moshe. Absolutely. Yeah, what a uh, Brilliant rabbi. man, brilliant. He, he was appointed Rabbi of Golders Green Synagogue in London in 1978. Uh, then in 1983, he went on to that famous shul, the Western Marble Arch in central London. Beautiful shul. Yes, I've been there. Yep. And uh, what else? Uh, We pay respect to him, Gary. We, you yeah. know, he was a really leader that stood up for Israel. And um, Tony Blair had a good connection with him too, I believe, yeah? In, in his early days, he, he mentioned that... He was uh, a very, very close, close friend, friend yeah. of Prince Charles at the time. Yes. Who now, of course, is King Charles. And uh, they got on wonderfully mm. together. Yes. Okay, I've got to well mention said. a couple of things in uh, regarding history of the Jews. In 1862, around this time, Ulysses S. Grant issues an order to bar Jews from serving under him. Wow. I didn't know that one. No, neither did I until I was researching our thing. Right. And in 1923, around this time, the Beer Hall Putsch, second mm. day yes. in Munich, 
That's the getting Na- a bit of a um, cover- Na- coverage at the moment. The Nazis failed to overthrow the government. 16 die and Adolf Hitler flees. Got fleas or he fled? And on the 17th of November 2023, we honour and pay tribute to Leonard Cohen, mm. who died seven years ago. Right. Great composer and great singer. Singer, yeah, hallelujah. It's one yep. of his famous tracks. Yep. And, uh, yep. Ooh, yep. He can sing. And yep. His expression is so great in his music, you know. It he came out here a few it times. Was very, very smooth. Mm. Mm. Nonchalant. Okay. We've got a, a little bit of time till we break up at 10.58. Yes, we've got seconds. exactly 45 seconds to go. So let's chat amongst ourselves or I'll play a bit more of Duncan Baker. Oh, what can we talk about? Um, let's see. Um, I don't know. Do you reckon we're going to make the final of the uh, World Cricket Cup? Well, we're definitely in the yeah, semi-finals. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to be playing South Africa. I think India is going to be playing either New Zealand or Pakistan. I think. Mm. And with that and, uh, uh, double century of oh, Glenn Maxwell, Glenn Maxwell was a unbelievable, mess, a miracle, because they dropped him at when he was thirty. Oh, I think they'll rest yes. him for the game against Bangladesh. He's unlikely yeah. to recover too much. Who's that? But uh, India are good on their Glenn home Maxwell, he, he hit a double hundred and collapsed on yeah. the floor in pain. Mm. Really? And uh, I don't think he'll um, play against Bangladesh the final oh, game. Uh, that's a, that's that, a walkover. That, that's, that's a no game. Yeah. We've already Dead rubber, they spot. say. We cope economically, religion and state, or on a variety of other matters that I think you would like to know about, then tune into Walter's World every Tuesday at 11am or find it on demand on the J-Air website. Don't miss it. Find us on Facebook. Just head to www.facebook.com forward slash J-Air Radio. That's two R's. J-Air Radio. You are listening to J-Air, 88FM. Welcome to the second hour of 10K Radius. You're listening to 88 FM on the... Did I say FM? I did say FM. Yes, FM. 88 FM, Australia's only Jewish radio station. We do have other things besides Judaism on this radio station, but it's mainly to do with Jews. I wonder why that is. Well, we have the travel show. We've got a few others, music yeah, shows. Yeah, general programs. Yeah. And, is, and is, Wayne's. Is there any other program that does a live two hours where the broadcasters don't go out and have a pish? Well, we've got midweek Dwayne Gigliotti 
doing a ma- marathon well, show Wednesday well, night. We've obviously got very Who's good bladders. We've obviously Talk got me. very good bladders. We don't. We never. We never leave the table here. The Italian Connection show midweek. Gary. <laughs> Oh, that goes for about four hours. Four or five something. hours, a marathon. He goes through all the Eurovision songs. Yes. He's got nothing better to do. <laughs> yeah. he, just go, he goes for five hours on a Wednesday. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. He, he loves his music. He's a promoter well, as does well. Does he do it live? Or yeah, or he comes in the studio from the western suburbs. He comes in. He may be listening, so we'll give him a Goodness shout gracious. out. Dwayne Zigliotto. Wow, Zigliotto. And he's on um, another community radio station, 97.9, based in Melton. He does shows there too. He loves his music, especially European, Italian, and uh, with emphasis on Eurovision, the history of. He can tell you every winner and runners up through the. And he went right to last year's Euro? Yeah. Regular um, visitor there. Anyway, just amazing. Dwayne Ziliotto. Gary, just to get the dates right, we were correct. Uh, the late uh, Rabbi John Lord Jonathan Sachs uh, passed away on the seventh of November, uh, two thousand and twenty. He was born on the eighth of March, nineteen forty-eight, and he served as chief rabbi of the United Hebrew Congregations of the Commonwealth from 1991 to 2013. Now, I've just mentioned something also. There was two times he battled the actual cancer. He had it twice, yes, but the third did. time knocked yeah. him out. And yeah. Uh, yeah. his legacy will live forever. Of course. His writings and Absolutely. Ah, a mensch. Yeah. Right. Right. Now. <coughs> we're going to let me clear my throat. Because we're about to start. Introduce you to Twatum. The, the Twats. The world according to Macy. That's me. That's you? The man well, in the pink. The last time I uh, the checked. Man, the man in the salmon shirt who drinks. What is it? Green liquid. It's a st- it stabilizes your body. Yeah, yeah correct. Can, and uh, juice. Is it a hydrolyte? Is it like a hydrolyte? Um, no, no, it's, it's not a hydrolyte. Cordial. No, it's not a hydrolyte. But uh, I did check uh, my name is Mashi. I opened up the inside of my coat and it didn't say Mashi or Morris. It said Henry Bucks. And I thought, (laughs) my mother had me on. My name's actually Henry Bucks. Still can't spell it right. Shutness free, maybe. (laughs) Well, definitely shutness free. Yeah. Okay. There you go. You can call me Henry Bucks from now on. I'm counting in with the well-known counting team of Twatum. Dropped a bomb somewhere Contaminating atmosphere And blackening the sky It's good news week Someone's found a way To give the rotting dead A will to live, go on and never die Have you heard the news? What did it say? Who's won that race? What's the weather like today? It's good news week Lots of blood in Asia now, they butchered up. Morris, you're on. I'm on. I was never off. Anyway, um, look, <laughs> you know, I keep thinking that's, uh, you know, I mean, we all keep thinking, but at the end of the day, I keep thinking, what am I going to speak about in Twatum every week? 
I mean, honestly, everyone watches the news, everyone reads the paper, everyone, or, you know, everyone, not everyone, but most people watch the news, read the paper, listen to the radio, listen to other people, and they know everything that's going on. But, you know, I, 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 I keep thinking about what central theme should I be talking about in Twatham? So um, I've come up with a couple of um, points that I want to start with. Have you ever heard of the Koisakarov? I'd never heard of the Koisakarov. But anyway, there must have been a shtetl somewhere called Koisaka, and he was the Rov, the in rabbi. Po- Poland? Yeah, maybe in Poland, maybe in uh, Western Russia, maybe in Ukraine, wherever it was. But anyway, someone who had nothing better to do came up to him one day and said, Rabbi, and he said, yeah, that's me. Are you the Koisaka? And he said, yeah, that's me. <laughs> and they said, tell us, what's going to happen when the Mashiach comes? So the uh, Koisaka Rav, he pulled at his beard and he twirled his pegasus and he said, well, when the Mashiach comes, everything's going to change. What do you mean everything's going to change? Well, you know, people are going to become more aware they're going to become more loving, they're more kind, they're more this. So, you know, the attitude of people is going to change. And he's also going to take all the Yidden, all the Jews, to Eretz Yisrael, to the land of Israel. Wow. So the guy asked the Rav and he said, how's the Mashiach going to know who is a Jew? I mean, you've got so much intermarriage today. Let's think about it today, not at the time of the Koisaka, who might have been in the 18th or 19th century, but the intermarriage today is enormous. I mean, a lot of Jews don't even have Jewish names. They don't look like Jews. They don't wear Jewish clothing like in Egypt. They don't speak Yiddish anymore or Hebrew. But one thing right? they do have, they've had a Brit Miller. Ah, ah, now what about the ones that don't have a brick miller? Well, they, may not, they not, might not end up going. But anyway, so that's a very good question. So how would the Mashiach know? And you know what the Mashiach said? And it is so... What would you say? Poignant or whatever for the present time of what has happened with Hamas and what happened on October the 7th in... South Israel, he said the Mashiach is going to ask the non-Jews who were Jewish. Now, when you think about it, because whether you're a Chosid, whether you're a Haredi, whether you are a modern Orthodox, whether you aren't Orthodox at all, whether you are conservative, whether you are Reform, whether you are liberal, progressive, reconstructionist, whatever you are. Jews for Jesus even. Whatever, right? Uh, Atheists. The Mashiach is going to find out who every Jew is and the way he's going to do it is he's going to ask non-Jews because it's the non-Jews who pick out whether you're Jewish or not. And if you have a look at Hamas, if you have a look at Hitler, if you have a look at all the Mamzerim, the anti-Semites, the anti-Jews, 
the anti-Israelim, the anti-Zionists, they know who's Jewish. And they don't pick whether you are a black hat, a yellow hat, a white hat, what yarmulke you wear, whether it's a black, whether it's a yarmulke struga, whatever it is, it is uh, you are Jewish. Hitler didn't differentiate. Hamas didn't differentiate. And that's what the Koisaka Rov explained, that the Mashiach is going to pick out Jews simply by asking the non-Jews who they see as Jewish, and that will be a Jewish person. So I wanted to relate that story because it's so relevant through the ages and, and today and for the future. I also wanted to talk about anti-Semitism and the way that it's described now as being on the rise and also... Um, in terms of the number of anti-Semitic incidents. So they always talk, uh, Mendel and Gary, that uh, anti-Semitism is on the rise in terms of numbers, etc., etc., right? So given that, I wanted to mention something. I don't believe anti-Semitism is on the rise in terms of the way we decipher it. Sure, the numbers are rising. I'm not saying that they're not. They rise at certain trigger points, right, in terms of the numbers. But let me tell you, anti-Semitism is like a volcano. A volcano can stay dormant for a long, long time, but eventually it will erupt. The pressures, the tensions become so great that it blows its top and then the hot lava comes out, right? Anti-Semitism has always been there since there was a Semite. And who was the first Semite? Shem, a son of Noah. That's where the name comes from. Shem, Semite. Abraham was a Semite, right? All the descendants of Shem, you, Mendel, are a descendant of Shem. Gary, you are a descendant of Shem. I am a descendant of Shem. We are all, as Jews, descendants of Shem. Yeah. Moshe. And Shem was already victimized as being Shem. Abraham was victimized as a Hebrew as being Shem, a Semite. It's always been there. So what I say is, at certain times, it is more revealed mm. like an erupting volcano. You see the volcano, it's dormant, and then you look at it again and it's erupting. And that is what is happening with anti-Semitism. It's always been there through the ages. It will remain there through the ages. We have to be very vigilant and we have to be very, very attentive to it in order to keep it depressed, in order to keep it covered to such an extent where it's almost like it doesn't exist. But unfortunately, it's very, very hard to eradicate. You made a good comment a few weeks ago, Moshe. Tell the listeners about... 
if they hate us so much, let's shut down Chadston for a week, for example. Now we're getting other uh, information from Gary. Hot off the press that the um, they're planning to boycott Spotlight stores, Chemist Warehouse. Where? How can Melbourne or Australia exist without uh, Chemist yeah, Warehouse? I, I made the the, the point the uh, a few weeks ago. Yes, that all of these uh, organisations, institutions, companies. Uh, shopping centres, etc. Everyone's link. enjoying them today. Correct. You know, you go to Chadston on a Sunday with the kids and you have a, a day out, etc., etc. And now they're developing Chadston, so it's going to be a recreational entertainment venue. Who was the visionary who made Chadston into what it is today? John Gandal. John Gandal. John Gandal a You drive down Wattle Tree Road, you see the new wing at the hospital there. Cabrini. The Gandal family wing. If you go into the hospitals, into the foyers, and you see the benefactor notices, you see so many, Mm. a high percentage of Jewish donors and benefactors and sponsors of these hospitals. You wouldn't have this if it wasn't for the Yidden, if it wasn't for the Jews. Anyway, I made that comment. I want to also comment on another thing. You know, we have experts, we have specialists. They're always telling you what is and what's going to be. And some of the experts and some of the specialists said, you know what will be the next war in the Middle East? What will it be over? Do you know what the answer was or is? Not Chadston. <laughs> Not Chadston. Water. It's always been thought, in the, especially in the last decade or two, that the next war in the Middle East is water. Well, they got it wrong. It wasn't about water. It was about ethnicity. It was about the fact that there were Jews living in a land their homeland, the state of Israel, and we are going to get the Jews out. And that is the war that is taking place. And it's a war not between only Gazans and Israelis. It is between Hezbollah in Lebanon. It is between the Assad government of Syria. It is between the Iranian government in Iran. It is the Iranian partnership with Russia that is supplying drones into Ukraine. And you see the Iranians in Russia today shaking hands and hugging and forming relationships. Now it's to bring China into a three-way partnership. I read it this morning on the internet. What the Iranians want to do, they want to form with Russia and China a three-way partnership to take on the rest of the world. It's a serious threat. Serious. You you forgot to mention Yemen and Iraq. Yes, Yemen, Iraq. But now, they're not the main pl- the main but players. Sending rockets, but they will come into it, there. and all yeah. of the Haleras, they'll all come into it. And then you've got side countries today with leftist governments, etc., like Brazil. The Mossad just thwarted a major terrorist. I think it was Hezbollah terrorist uh, 
potential attacks in Brazil. The Spanish government is becoming virulently anti-Semitic. There is so much going on all over the world. It's just unbelievable. It's like the dormant volcano. The pressure is rising and rising and rising, and there is only one way that it can go. It's going to erupt. It's going to erupt. We have to be ready. We Jews have to be ready. Okay, they're the three main points that I want to start twanting with. There are so many articles. I picked out three as main ones. I picked out the fact that in Gaza, the Israeli Defence Force, the IDF, entered a mosque. Mm. And what did they play over the loudspeakers throughout Gaza? I think it was Gaza City, but I might be wrong, right? But certainly a mosque in Gaza. And they played... Shema Israel. Can you imagine who would have thought before October the 7th that in Gaza, the Gazans and uh, every other part of the population would be listening to Shema Israel? Now, one of the reasons that they did play it, they were hoping that the hostages somewhere underground or wherever they are bunkered or um, holding the hostages, they would hear it and they would know that the time of rescue is around the corner. How can we hear Shema Israel here in Gaza over loudspeakers? It's unbelievable. That's number one. The other article that came out, which was so wonderful to read, was that the old synagogue in Gaza City, the IDF, They had services. They had services in the old synagogue. They opened up the synagogue and they were davening there in the old city in Gaza. What a wonderful, wonderful article and news. Morris, 92 synagogues were were pulled down and destroyed when uh, Israel uh, uh, left Gaza in 2004. Yep. On Ariel Sharon's instructions. Yep. At least 92 shuls with such big heritage, you know, history. Now, I wanted to mention something about the Indigenous Aboriginals of Australia. We know a man called William Cooper, Mm -hmm. who in 1939, I think it was 39 or could have been 38, I'm not too sure. Yep. He uh, he walked to the German consulate. Correct. From Footscray. From Footscray. Yep. Footscray. And he took a letter that he'd penned um, and he was condemning the... Uh, he was condemning the uh, the Kristallnacht and the, I think the persecution... Well, certainly the persecution of Jews by the Nazis. We now have a uh, a group called Indigenous Friends of Israel this was founded by uh, co-founders Norman and Barbara Miller, and I'm just bringing it up, um, and it's just coming up. I'm sorry that it's taking. The co-founders of the Indigenous Friends of Israel are Norman and Barbara Miller. Norman is Aboriginal and is of the Jirbal Bar Barum and Tableland Yidinji tribes. While the Indigenous Friends of Israel was founded in 2017, the Millers have been proactive in support of Israel for nearly 30 years. Norman's Aboriginal name is Munganbana, 
which means mountain water in the Jirubal language. He's a pastor and artist and has been active in Indigenous affairs for over 30 years. In particular, he has been involved in campaigns for the constitutional recognition of First Nations people and the removal of racism from the Constitution. So um, he is uh, a co-founder with um, Barbara, I think most probably his partner, um, could be his sister, I'm not too sure. No, she's blonde and uh, white and uh, he's Aboriginal. And uh, they have formed this group and they are proactively involved in proactive uh, in, uh, in Israeli affairs. And they have written, um, let me bring this up. Uh, I'm trying to find it here. Yep. On the 8th of, Oct- of October, that is two days ago, they uh, penned a letter, uh, and I'm trying to bring it up, but for some odd reason I can't at the moment. But basically I have read it. It's basically a one-pager where they condemned the terrorist invasion of Israel by Hamas. And, um, and there is a statement. I'm just... Uh, Bringing it up, but whilst I uh, bring it up, uh, here it is. As long indigenous as you friends, lunch. indigenous friends uh, of Israel founders Norman Barbara Miller condemn the terrorist invasion of Israel by Hamas, and they say Hamas has committed war crimes by invading Israel by land, sea, and air, and targeting, slaughtering hundreds of civilians in a merciless and unprovoked attack. And they keep on going and going and talking about it. And they say, we call on the Australian government to withdraw funding to the United Nations Relief and Works Agency for Palestine Refugees, that's UNRWA, as this money goes to support terrorism. We remember that Penny Wong gave $20 million and she upped it a second time with more money going to... I believe, to UNRWA, and if I'm wrong in that, certainly to the Palestinians, and obviously this could well end up in Hamas' hands if there's any more Hamasniks left. They say at the end of their declaration, our thoughts and prayers are with Israel in this traumatic time. We have contacted friends in Israel to express our support. We stand with Israel, Norman and Barbara Miller, Indigenous leadership of the Indigenous Friends of Israel. That's a wonderful, That's a wonderful story. story. Yeah. Fantastic. Morris, yes. Speaking of the UN, what's happened to the UN peacekeeping force? Don't they operate anymore? I think they're trying to. Uh, are, are there any of them left anywhere in the world? Well, exactly right. That's what the. United are they keeping the peace are? anywhere? I don't know. Not that I'm aware they, of. They say they haven't got staff. That's their comment. They're dealing with the humanitarian problem, is uh, their answer. The, ha- the, Hama- the, the Hamasniks raided the UN yeah. uh, relief uh, yeah, uh, ago, structures they, yeah. in Ga- and Gaza and, and ransacked them, and uh, there's yeah. nothing left there. That's right. Um, what else can I tell you? Uh, a song to break it up, if you like. Yeah, go on. Uh, let's play a we'll song. play a bit of Leonard Cohen. Oh, wonderful. Uh, it's called Dance Me to the End of Love, which is my favourite Leonard Cohen song. It goes to six minutes, but we won't play that much. 
we'll just play a little bit. Here we go. I did say that I was going to talk about uh, Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs, the Chrono Livrocha, the chief rabbi of the British Commonwealth. He called anti-Semitism a constantly evolving virus. Mm. Constantly evolving virus, which means it's something that is always there, as I mentioned. And uh, that's what he said. 
Um, I just want to mention a couple of other things. We had Scott Morrison in Israel with the UK Prime Minister, former UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson. They were guests of Danny Danon uh, from the Knesset and former Israeli ambassador to the United Nations. And uh, Scott Morrison wrote on social media that he came to Israel as a demonstration of solidarity with the people and state of Israel and the Jewish community throughout the world. And interestingly enough, Morrison is the only Australian MP to visit Israel since the Hamas attack on Saturday, October the, the 7th. There you go. Kol HaKavod yes. to ScoMo. Yes. And the uh, only one that didn't put his name down to condemning the attacks was uh, Keating, correct, Moshe? Um, Paul Keating. All the other ex-prime ministers, um, they, they, they yes, signed I something think, last week. I think you're week. correct. And, and, of course, we had the Greens, those mumsarim. Don't mention their name on JF. Well, May their know, name be we, obliterated we, from well, the earth. We had uh, the Australia-Israel and Jewish Affairs Council Executive Director Colin Rubenstein and the Executive Council of Australian Jewry co-CEO Alex Rifchin. They uh, called him out and they said, uh, since October the 7th, Adam Brandt has shown himself to be devoid of integrity and moral clarity while being attracted to anti-Semites. Um, he's been slammed for promoting pro-Palestinian rallies with a map showing the entire land of Israel as Palestine on social media. Um, Rubenstein stated Bant has now implicitly endorsed calls for the destruction of Israel. It's uh, unbelievable. Rotten mumser. Unbelievable. Uh, no, they are name. the scourge of earth are those Greens. I don't know how any Jew could be part him. of yeah. them. And we've got many Jewish members of the Greens. Yes. And one and uh, one of be them, careful. his name, no, it's uh, in okay. public. It's already printed. Uh, Daniel Coleman. He's a member of the Jewish Jewish Greens Working Group in Victoria. Can you believe it? And Daniel has come out and said, I find myself in an organisation that believes in three things. Affordable housing, affordable medicine, and the killing of Jews. That makes me How could you sick. remain a member of this Party and movement, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Now, if they say, "Well, if we're part of it, we can maybe change it," I still don't believe that you can be a member and remain a member of the Greens and have a Greens Jewish working group in Victoria. Unbelievable. Anyway, that is Twatum for today. And uh, hopefully next week, on Friday, I'll be back with some more twats of Twatum. You're listening to J-Air, Jewish Australian Internet Radio. J-Air broadcasts to Caulfield and nearby suburbs on 88 FM, as well as streaming online at j air 
That's AIR.com.au. Enjoy listening to J-Air? Support us and become a member by visiting our website, j-air.com.au. Mendel, you're on. Thank you, Gary. It's time to say Baruch Day and MS to one of Australia's uh, greatest philanthropist and member of the Jewish community, Marcus Beeson, who passed away sadly this week and the Levaya was on Wednesday. He was uh, 99 years of age. Kanana Horace. 99. He got stumped right yeah. on. Going for a big six. Holocaust survivor, born in Romania. Uh, he was a lovely he, man. He was well, a brother-in-law of John Gandel. John Gandel, yes. And he also built shopping centres or invested in them, one ever? of them being North... Uh, being uh, High Point. High Point. Amongst many Point, others. High Point. He... Uh, Held uh, an A uh, A O, I think. Yes, uh, uh, Gary, yes, officer of the Order of yep. Australia, yep. and his late wife Eva Oliver Sholem uh, held an A C, which is a companion of the Order of yeah, Australia. Yeah, she passed away a few years ago. Yeah, daughter of John Gandel's sister. Yep, daughter of Sam and Faye Gandel. Yes. Who actually came to Australia before the uh, atrocities in yeah, Germany? Yeah, they started a in, little shop in Little Collins Street. I, I'll correct you there, Moshe. Yeah. In 1939, to be precise, the Gandels opened a corsetry shop in Collins Street, the yeah. top end, the Paris end. Yeah. And um, Mark Beeson actually started. Um, as a supplier and manufacturer of pantyhose in the early days, yes. I read. And I think he was associated with Razzmatazz and a lot of sock manufacturers, yes. and he went into business as well. And that was the start of Suzanne's. Yes, I'm going to talk about that shortly. Yeah, and my he, mother told me yes. that she went to the shop to buy uh, stuff when she came to Australia yes. in 1940. Uh, Seven. My Look, mother came after to Australia the war, yes. after the war. Correct. And she walked in there, and there was John Gandel, a little boy, yeah. sitting on top of uh, some uh, cardboard boxes, mm. uh, packing uh, corsetry into <laughs> plastic, into uh, not the not plastic bags, but uh, brown uh, shopping bags. And he was a little boy, and uh, everyone thought that's that's where he started and that's where he's going to finish yeah but anyway, anyway anyway the beautiful story about the late marcus Beeson. uh he married in 1950 at the uh, turak shul to eva and um for many years um, i'll talk about it in depth in a sh- shortly they were um associated with uh, setting up this beautiful winery near hillsville tarawara a big estate, Gary. You heard of Tarawara Wines? Oh, yes. World famous. Yep. Another achievement of our Yiddish yep, yep. folk, you know? Yeah. And um, I'm going to talk about general, in general, about Marcus Beeson, AC, who was born in 1923 and passed away tragically this week, philanthropist and arts benefactor, and he founded the Beeson Family Foundation with his late wife, Eva. As I mentioned, she holds an AO. Often described as retail royalty, they married in Melbourne in 1950, 
Born in Romania, Mark arrived in Australia in 1947 and worked as a hosiery supplier, which I just mentioned. Eva had emigrated to Melbourne with her parents, Sam and Faye, who established the corsetry business. And by the end of the uh, 1950s, Mark was in business with Eva's brother, John Gandell, with whom he grew that uh, famous, iconic Australian label, Suzanne, into one of the country's most successful retail enterprises. By 1990, there were 170 Suzanne outlets, and the fashion chain Suzanne Grey had also been acquired by the company. Sports School was added to the portfolio in 1999, and when the family retail empire was Acquired outright in 2003 by the Beeson's daughter, Naomi Milgram, it was estimated to have an annual turnover of over $600 million. Yep, so I know you like these facts and, and figures. Naomi used to sit next to me in Mount Scopus well, in, my, the in, the, in beautiful, our class. Beautiful story. Yeah. And I believe... Uh, Mark Beeson's uh, net value uh, itself today, approximate figure somewhere between three and a half to four billion. Yeah, he did. Uh, and, very uh, well. Yeah, very did well. very well. Yeah. Uh, talking about uh, Naomi Gilman, Milgram, uh, the Suzanne Corporation also branched into property. Uh, And this is where they got into the shopping centres in Victoria and New South Wales. And as I mentioned, High Point, Chatsworth, uh, Chase. Uh, In 1979, they brought this uh, winery in Hillsville known as Tarawara. Twenty years later, they instigated the founding of Australia's first major privately funded public art gallery, the Tarawara Museum of Art. It opened in its purpose-built award-winning premises uh, 20 years ago with a founding collection of 142 works gifted by the Beesons and drawn from the collection of Australian art they had started back in the 50s, you know. They've put so much into Melbourne and Australian society. The Beeson Family Foundation was established in 1978 and since that time has made many hundreds of thousands of dollars in grants uh, to initiatives in the areas of health and well-being, as you mentioned, all the hospital philanthropy, uh, education, the Jewish community, uh, and the visual and performing arts. Some of the many organisations to have benefited from Beeson Foundation um, include the Jewish Holocaust Centre, the Walter Eliza Hall Institute, the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra, and the Israeli mental health charity known as Enosh, E-N-O-S-H. Mark Beeson was named a companion of the Order of Australia eight years ago for his eminences, eminence as a benefactor to the arts, health, education, social welfare, and his great contribution to retailing. Mark and Eva had uh, four children, Naomi Milgram, uh, Carol Schwartz, Daniel Beeson and Debbie Dadon continue the family tradition of philanthropic work. Kol HaKavod, Baruch Day and HaEmes from everybody at JR and especially the 10K Radius crew. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I knew the family very, very, very mm. well. A big loss to yeah, us. A big loss. Mm. And uh, may his uh, children and grandchildren continue. Oh, man. He, their parents' legacy 
and uh, continue the philanthropic work and uh, continue to uh, be major contributors to both uh, Australia and, of course, to the Jewish world and in particular to Eretz Israel. We should send this article to the city of Moreland who have put out some uh, atrocious oh, statements this terrible. week. They're displaying the terrible. flag as well on their oh. town hall for six months. Oh. It's sickening, but they better look at where High Point w- comes from and where your shopping centres are located, you exactly know? Right. Have respect for the Jewish community. We're, we're, we're supposed to be a multicultural society, but no more. We can't have interfaith no. anymore to, with the rabbis and the priests. That's all out the window, you know. Anyway, that's it, Gary, the okay. tribute to uh, Valet Marcus Beeson. Oh, man. Uh, shall we do Twatum? Well, we don't twat <laughs> no, we don't, don't twat him. I'll give you some Yiddish or yeah, a joke. I, I, Gabby, I give, give you me some a joke, twats, Gary. So. I haven't had time to look up jokes. Okay, we'll give you some Yiddish. <laughs> and then we'll do some yeah, I actually need my no- own Twatum program. Uh, there's so much that I miss out on. Do you? You need a two-hour uh, show. I, I, drive I, drive. I, I need more than that guy. You know, I need more than five <laughs> hours to do all the talks. Okay, let's get some Yiddish. And anyway, yes, we'll, think, we'll think about that. You'd have enough to do ten hours. Oh. You could become our news uh, I could. I could talk until the cows come home, even after daylight saving time. You could, yeah. Too much milk on the that's it on the veranda. Yeah. Okay, let's anyway, have a bit of Yiddish. Go let's for have it. Some Yiddish. Yeah. Uh, some um, Yiddish of Verte Hart Here's a good one. Sitzke. Sitzke. T i s t s k e h. Sitzke. Yeah, Gary's right. A breast, a teat, or an udder. That's it. A tumble? T-U-M-E-L? Is a, is a noise, but it's more than a noise. It's a, like a... Commotion. Commotion. Uh, it's been confusion, a, yeah, it could yeah. be. Or an uproar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about sedrate? It's Com- a sedrate image. Yeah, you're uh, you're a complete confused. confused. <laughs> Scatterbrain. Scatterbrain, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh That's like tremble. To tremble. Gee, you're good today. Uh, let's have a look at some other ones. Surus? Uh, problems. Troubles, uh, misery. Troubles, yeah. George is my first name. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a good one starting with T. Uh, Tutfates and hearts. It hurts, it, it hurts to the heart. It's heart, a heart, heart pain. Heartbroken, yeah. yeah. When I hear stories yeah. uh, that you yeah. mentioned just before. Tutfates and hearts. Zwilling. What do I mean Twins. 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 Uh, to close an eye. Well, I, I refer to her as falling asleep to have a cat nap. Yeah, you know? it. yeah. a gym, so, they call it. We'll give you one more. Zum Glick zum Schlamassel. Zum Glick zum Schlamassel. Zum Glick is uh, to happiness, to joy. Yeah. Schlamassel is a. <laughs> Is uh, I don't know. It's very hard to uh, well, say. Yeah, it's, I reckon uh, for English. better, for worse. Uh, okay. Some glick, some And the one word that you didn't mention, of course, is tuchus. Yeah, good which one. Which is a behind. Oh, here's one. This or ref- an ass, if you want to actually put <laughs> it This correctly. is what we're all about. I'm Yisrael Moshe. Yeah. So unsere Zukunft zusammen. 
to all of our friends, to all of our companions, to all of our beloved ones, to all of the ones close of us, together. Together, not only here, but in Eretz Yisrael and to our hostages, 239. Please release them. Not two at a time that they've t- the done a dragon. The whole lot. Zusammen. Zusammen. This is what we say. Am Yisrael Chai, zu unserer Zukunft zusammen. That's Yiddish for today, Gary. Dunking bagels. Dunking bagels. Dunking bagels. Splash in the coffee. Dunking bagels. Dunking bagels. I'm dunking bagels. In the coffee, matzo balls, and filter fish, pickled herring. Oh. Morris, you've got some announcements. I'll play Duncan Bagels by Clues Made. Okay, so a few announcements. Yeah, got uh, some as well to add to we've yours. We've got uh, Benet Brit. It's pleased to invite the community to the presentation of the 2023 Bene Brit Menorah Awards. Mm. These awards recognise the services to the community of volunteers who have given of themselves over long periods of time. And the recipients are going to be Jeff Deegan, Gary. Ex-accountant from JS. And he listens to the show every yeah, week. Give so him a shout out. He's get, getting a Benet Brit Menorah Fantastic. Award. Uh, Andrew Yakubovitz, Mandy Katz, and Fred Seckelman. And the keynote speaker is Rabbi Rolf, Rabbi Rolf Ganendi. And his topic is living in an upside down world. So uh, you need to RSVP. The event is taking place on Sunday the 19th of November, that's Sunday week, at 7.30pm. You can ring 95230888 or go on to benebrit.org.au forward slash Victoria. But you do have to book through uh, Humanitix and... uh, just go uh, and ring up or go on to the Me Brit Mo- website. Moisha, if I got the uh, uh, Yiddish function for you not to be missed this coming Monday, Lunch and Learn yep. with Rabbi Chef David Truckman, who is the uh, owner of Passionate Catering. Yep. He's just come back from Israel and he's speaking at 12 noon at the South Caulfield Synagogue with lunch provided gold coin donation. He's uh, recently uh, returned with his family and he will share a first-hand account of the civilian response to the attacks of October the 7th. Not to be missed, Lunch and Learn with Rabbi Chef David Truckman this coming Monday the 13th of November. Okay, now you know on the 14th of November... There's a show that runs until the 16th of December, and it's called A Very Jewish Christmas Carol. Sounds interesting. It's It's being uh, played by the Melbourne Theatre Company. You can book now, and uh, A Very Jewish Christmas Carol. I'm not sure which uh, theatre it's going to be in, but you can go uh, and Google Melbourne Theatre Company and you can book your tickets now. now um, yes, go. Yeah, I'll go handle. one more and then I'll pass it over to you because we're yep. running short of time. Yep. In two weeks' time, we'll have a Shabbaton 
in Ballarat Shaw. Friday the 24th of November and Saturday the 25th. This has been organised by the group from Blake Street Shul, the uh, young marriage minion, Hasifria. And they're having full Shabbos, Kabbalah Shabbos, 8pm, meals afterwards, Shabbos morning, Shabbos afternoon, Mincha, Surah Shlishit, Mariv and Havdalah. Please book with Josh Gompitz, 0423-063-626. It's going to be a wonderful Shabbaton in Ballarat to, uh, today, fortnight, starting on the 24th of November. Wonderful. Now, if you want to be a volunteer for, with Courage to Care, wonderful organisation, then uh, you can uh, volunteer with Courage for Care now. You can uh, join Courage for Care at courage2care.org.au forward slash volunteer. Other uh, announcements just very quickly tonight. There's a Kabbalat and speaker, Dr. Simon Holloway. He's a brilliant, brilliant speaker. He's from the Melbourne Holocaust Museum. He's going to be speaking on remembering Kristallnacht at TBI's Kabbalat Shabbat service. There's a solidarity dinner following the service. Bring your own food and drink at 6 p.m. at TBI. Um, you can also unwind after work today and connect with other professionals over a schnitzel and a drink. Ooh. This is a Caulfield Shul. This is the night. Uh, you can join Kabbalat Shabbat Mincha at 6 p.m. Drinks and schnitzel at 6.10 p.m. and Kabbalat Shabbat at 6.30 p.m. tonight at Caulfield Shul. Now, yes, Mendel. Talking about Caulfield Shul, I'll add one here because this chap has got the, a fantastic voice. Rabbi Helbron is going to be singing on Tuesday the 21st of November at the uh, Seniors Tuesday Schmooze Day at Caulfield Shul. And um, it commences 10.30 a.m. Gold coin and you get refreshments. It's going to be a great uh, morning melodies with Rabbi Philip Helbron. Wonderful. Uh, two more announcements. Uh, this coming Tuesday, the Armchair Society, B'nai Brits and the Lamb Library, host Paul Forgaz, speaking at the fortnightly Current Affairs Discussion Series. That's from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Bookings are essential through humanitics.com. And the last one, always on a Thursday, the Lunch Club at St Kilda Shul uh, hosts this uh, coming, uh, what is it? Uh, let me have a look. Mm-hmm. Thursday, November 16th. the 16th. Yep. Uh, Zach Gomo will be speaking on Israel 2023. Yes. How did we get here and where to now? Mm-hmm. Gomo is an award-winning educator and, and also a former IDF soldier served in a combat unit. Yes, yes paratroopers yes. in the Israeli Air Force. It starts at 12 noon. It goes to 1.30 p.m. It's a gold coin donation. You get something to eat. I'm going to that. It's at the Danglo Centre. Yep. I think I might go to this one as two men. I'll, I'll see you there. He's a fantastic That's this guy. this Thursday coming, November yeah. the 16th, at St Kilda Shul in the Danglo Centre at 12 noon. He used to teach at uh, Bialik. Now he's, I don't know, he may still be there. He's a rabbi out at Chabad Dingley as, uh, as well. He I, does everything. I, I that reckon guy. that's going to be a beauty. Yeah. I reckon I'm it going, really don't is. Don't miss that one. Yeah, next what else you, have you got there, Mendel? Are we on to Parsha of the Week? No, Talking Torah yep. soon. Gary's the boss. Earlier in the program, we mentioned a fire at the corner of Glen Huntley Road and... Hawthorne Road and Facebook 
has gone a bit mishiga with this. I thought so. <laughs> the Jews of Melbourne are reporting uh, with a photo that Burgatry mm-hmm. on the corner had a fire last night. And there are a few comments. We're not going to comment with whether uh, it was deliberately set or it was accidental. But there was a fire in Burgatry Hamburger Joint. Is it a hamburger joint? It is it's a, a burger ham- place. Yeah, burger. burger. Yeah, burgers. Mm. So not trafe. Not trafe. Not trafe. We say. It used to be the bakery. Brumbies. Brumbies. Yeah. Anyway, good and true. So there are lots of comments floating around whether someone set fire at oh. it because the owner was pro-Palestinian yeah. or not pro-Palestinian. But anyway, we're not going to comment. No There's no just comment. been a fire in his shop. Correct. Talk and Torah, Gary. Aussie Talk and style. Torah. We read tomorrow. Yep. In this Sedra Moshe, very briefly, uh, Sora lived to the age of 127 years. She died in Kiryat Arba, which is Hebron now, in the land of Canaan, and was buried in a cave in the field of Machpelah in Hebron. When Isaac grew older and the time came for him to marry, Abraham sent his servant Eliezer to Haran to select a suitable wife for him. At Haran, Eliezer found Rebekah. And in fact, this is the first Shadchan in the Torah. Eliezer Shadchan's uh, wife for Yitzchak, correct? Well, that's right. You could say that Adam and Eve were Well, you could, yes. I agree with you there. Uh, And also in the parish, Avraham died when he was 175 years old and he too was buried in the cave of Machpelah that they, which he purchased from an for an enormous amount of money Huge from the bandit Ephron the Hittite, another yeah. H related to his Hamas bandit. And anyway, the Torah says it there, and the life of Sarah was one hundred years and twenty years and seven years. All of her years were equally good. Rashi says, and the Gemara says there, all that Hashem does is for the good. At times, it may seem difficult to recognize what good may present itself in certain circumstances. Indeed, many times we never recognize the goodness of Hashem's actions. Nevertheless, our strong resolve and trust, our emuna, in Him gives us the faith to accept that this too is for the good. And certainly... Were we, if you look into Sarah's life, we would be hard-pressed to prove that she lived a good life in inverted commas, in the sense of peace and tranquility, happiness and rejoicing. How can we express the anguish of nearly a century of being childless? How can we describe the trauma of not once, but twice being taken captive by kings, banditten? How can one perceive months of wandering to unknown destinations, leaving all familiarity behind at an age when a person would ordinarily expect to retire to a peaceful and restful old age as being the good life? And yet all of these, Rashi explains, as being just that, for all that Hashem does is for the good. Sarah has accepted all of these tribulations with a happiness of heart and a love of the knowledge that this too was for the good. Yeah, we've only got a minute. Uh, Sarah was a Nivia, she was a prophetess. 
she realized that there will always be enmity mm. between conflict between the two brothers, Isaac and Ishmael, right? No, oh, between, Ishmael, the, from yeah, Hagar. between yeah. her brother, her son, and Hagar's son. Hagar, yeah. And that's why she wanted Hagar and Ishmael out of the mm. home, out of the home. Yeah, they And we see way. here in this week's Pasha that it ends with the genealogy of Ishmael, that he was going to be a chieftain of a great nation. So you can see that we have against us very powerful negative forces. But don't doubt our solidarity as a people numbering just 16 million. In fact, it's during times of adversity. And during these times of adversity, we've never been so energized, so united, so proud. Am Yisrael! Hi! Oh, man. You've been listening to 10K Radius, as is our custom. This program is dedicated to the six million who cannot tell the story. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.